Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I'm your esteemed host, Elijah Evans, and this is episode 23, season 2, and I'm here with my co-host. What's your name again? <laughs> You're here with Kenneth Kirk. I am the other co-host I tried to come of the Vanity Ultra Podcast. I tried to come in a little spicy today. I, I, I could see. You want to <laughs> smack me? You want to get up on... You want to come over here and smack me? Yo, man, I'm going to be on my King Richard shit and just come up smack and... Smack the shit out you. What do you think about that, man? <sighs> well, many things, man. Uh, I just feel like at the place that it was at, of course, the Oscars, mm-hmm. for Chris Rock to out Jada Pinkett in the way he did, not... You, I, I don't know if he knew about her condition mm. or whether he did, but to make that kind of joke at that sort of stage, you know what I mean, of the Oscars, it's like, bro, how do you not expect to get slapped? Bro? Really? That's that's so that's the stance you're taking. Just think of just think of bro, if you're Will Smith and he's making a joke about your significant other mm-hmm. and her hair, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. at that setting. Mm-hmm. What would you have done? What I have done? Yeah. Okay, so if I was Will Smith, firstly, I want to say I would not be married anymore because she was literally getting her <laughs> cheeks blown out by one of my son's friends. Yikes. My whole thing with that is, Will Smith, your wife went on her little red table talk on Facebook Live and told the entire world that she cheated on you to your face, and you didn't have anything <laughs> to say about that. Chris Rock, a fucking oh, comedian, mm-hmm. Chris Rock, the comedian, mm-hmm. made a G.I. Jane joke, and you went up there and smacked him? That Will Smith was wrong, and not even just smacked him like smacked the shit out of him. The shit out of him. Open and palm. And it's like, and bro, and I'm gonna say this, bro. Go ahead. Jada Pinkett Smith, mm. she don't got fucking alopecia, bro. She don't. Whoa, got whoa, alopecia. whoa, whoa, whoa. She don't got whoa, alopecia, whoa, whoa. bro. We're we're not trying to get canceled, okay? She don't we're got not it, bro. Trying to get canceled. No, bro, why would we get canceled for that? She does not have it. There are real people in the real world mm-hmm. with real alopecia, and it's awful for them. Yikes. She don't got alopecia, bro. She shaved her head. She okay. I'm not gonna say that. she might have alopecia, but yeah, dial it back. <laughs> but she like it's like, like it, people with alopecia they shave their head and you can see physical bald spots. She mm-hmm. don't got no bald spots, bro. She just shaved her head. She might have done it preemptively, but like for, but the if whatever the alopecia or not, bro. Chris Rock is a comedian. It's what he does for a living. I and he didn't you, say, look at Will Smith and his stupid fucking dumb looking wife, Jada, simply with that dumb ass ball. He didn't say that. He made a G.I. Jane joke. He said, I can't wait for G.I. Jane too. Yeah. That's all he said. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's like, but the thing is also, I, I don't really care that much about it. Because yeah. it's like, they're both rich. They're both richer because of this. Yeah. And I mean. I mean, the whole, the memes after and everything and just the duration of how long it's gone over. I mean, it's definitely just well over-exaggerated. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's OD now. But yeah. Um, it's like. I don't know. I think for me, I think really it was kind of just from the outside looking in. I think really it was kind of Will Smith reaching his boiling point, which is everything that's happened. Right. Over the but that's of, not Chris Rock's fault, bro. That's no, not no, no. Fault. I get that. But I think. He, Chris Rock. I think Will Smith has reached his boiling point of yeah, just people thinking shit is sweet because it's not, and it's people not saw sweet. a red table talk yeah. and think, oh, I can just be easily pushed around or just be but, able to. But, but he didn't. But Okay, but my and another thing about Will Smith, it's like, okay, you going to act like a fucking monkey in front of all these damn white folks, bro? You oh just set us back. Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> you, he acted like a, like, it's like, I don't, they, it's the academy. Like, we get duffed out every year for like big awards. Oh, that one year, Moonlight won Best Picture, and they tried to duff us out in real time. Like, 
Yeah. And it's like so now we make this amazing movie, and King Richard was amazing. Will yeah. Smith absolutely you know deserved crazy? that. Role. He deserved that award. Yeah. It, it was a great, great performance. Right. But then you go and you act like an idiot in front of in front of all these people. He just set us back, bro. Man. He just set us back. Well, I don't even think he set us back. I think he's really just sent him back. No, I think he said because it's gonna be back. this gonna be something that's gonna be well remembered in his career. Like oh hands yeah, down, like, hands down. That's when in twenty years we're gonna remember when Will Smith. Like we're not gonna say hey, remember Men in Black? I love Men in Black. Love that movie. No one's gonna say yeah. hey, remember Men in Black? Hey, that's why you know what I was just thinking about that too. It's like between Will Smith and Chris Rock, which one do you think has brought more just like fulfillment in your? Uh, okay, I'm gonna say this. I. Never liked Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Never liked that show. Whoa, Never will like what? it. Never liked wow. it. Wow. Thought it was just didn't like it. Um, he Will Smith did give us Wild Wild West, which is a uh, terrible. What? Shut up. Just let me let me finish. Oh, let me finish. God. It's an awful movie, but it's my childhood, so I will always have a special place for Wild Wild West. The movie sucks. It's awful. Dialogue, the way it's shot, everything sucks. But I was like a four year old kid, so I will always love that movie. Bro, you. Okay, okay. Just let me finish. Go ahead. But then he also gave us stuff like Seven Pounds, Pursuit of Happiness, uh, I Am Legends. He get, he's got some slappers, and you know, I I don't really. Chris Rock was in a couple of things, but it's Chris. Chris Rock. But he's a comedian. It's two totally different things. I mean, Chris Rock is a comedian. That's true. That's true. He's man. not an actor. Yeah. But I just think Will Smith was it's od, and I understand like reaching his boiling point. I do also think like he's the poster boy for just emasculation and niggas really do think it's sweet out here for him but it's and it's not but that was just so and it's like my another thing about it is it's like they've been in the same professional arena for like longer than we've been alive can like right if, if will smith was, oh they're like a-listers like, yeah yeah but what i'm saying is they've been around each other they've been in the same circles for years right if will smith if what chris rock really said like said about whatever you said about your wife if that really hurt you then you should have professionally smacked the shit out of him at the after party. Smack him at the after party, bro. Y'all was about to right. be in the same place. Just hit him there. Don't hit him in yeah, front of everyone. If you could, if you would have waited just to the after party, after party you could have yeah, you could have yeah. done a lot more. But I not feel it. You, I if feel you just it. wanted to smack him up real quick, that's fine. But bro, right place, right time, type beat. Facts. Well, enough about the Oscars because it's long overdue. Long and, overdue. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yo, what you been listening to recently? Cause some, quite a quite some music have been so a lot of music um, has been dropping lately. The new God Fahim. Uh, you listen to God Fahim? God who? The God Fahim. No, he's gas. He's tough. Fire. He's fire. He's dropped an album. Um, it's called uh Six Ring Champ. Six Six. Six Ring Champ. Yeah, huh. Six Ring Champ. It's okay. gas. Um. Huh. And then I've been listening to the, how you, the I Know Nigo because last time we talked it was before it dropped, right? Yeah, before it dropped. How'd you feel about it? My favorite track on there by far is the Pop Smoke one. Nah, I, I don't. The Pop Smoke and then the clips. The clips. The I clips hate that clip song. I'm wow. going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. The only songs I like off that album are the Come On, Let's Go. The free, the first song is hot, the freestyle. The Pusha T song. Right. Uh Hear me clearly. Yeah, that song is up, and then um, functional addict is gas, but oh, and punch bowls. That's that's, that's kind of like the whole album. That it's not bad, but like that song. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that song. I hate that song for a. Why did you do that? Hey man. I mean, obviously he he knows what he's doing, but I, I it's like. I was excited to listen to it, and then I listened to it, and I was I was let down. I, right. I, I was let down a little bit. It was good, but. 
it's just not it's not not that good right well in other music who i've been listening to uh vince staples just dropped a new single for his oh yeah album. his album's gonna be a it's gonna be a bro, good one vince, bro, he drops know, a lot of music and you know what's crazy like early on i wasn't listening to vince staples especially his, like his earlier stuff mm-hmm. but his last album really got me into diving into him more uh, as yeah. far as like just his whole overall just catalog, right? Um, I actually yeah. like yeah, I I start listening to Vince Staples around town. Start listening to, like Odd Future and stuff because they were kind of like a like a big they they weren't but they were like kind of like around the same time and mm-hmm. yeah no he's he's he puts out a lot of music like yeah. he has a lot of albums and it's quite like that the last album was only it was the last year yeah and then he's yeah, right back he's right yeah. back with another one like he right he does a lot it. yeah and then yo the the one thing I really liked about um, he did a Tiny Desk concert. Did he, uh, bro? For she, the new album? No, for the album he dropped last year. Um, right. The the. Well, um, yeah, 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 right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, super good. I didn't like, even know he did that. Like whoever came up with just the overall like direction as far as like the ambiance and well, where they wanted to. Right, because Tiny Desk concert, they're not doing it in front of like those people anymore. It's like everyone yeah. had like their own thing now, right? And yeah. like it was in like the hills of California, this crib, and you can see the hills in the background. It's probably his window. crib. Yeah, it probably was, yeah. man. Yeah, and it had the live band. It was really dope. I like Vince Stables because he's not like he's like a rapper, but he'll be the first to tell you like mm-hmm. it's like this shit is not. Like you really don't make as much money doing this shit as you all think. Like a lot of it is just like he's a real like realistic dude, and he's like yeah. he, he's hilarious too. Like you ever watch an interview with him? Oh, bro, dude, Vince Stables is the funniest. He's the funniest rapper. And he's super intelligent too. Yeah, he's like a smart yeah, dude. And he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. Like he doesn't do anything. He's I like Vince Stables a lot. Yeah, and that's and like just within his personality, that's like how you just like just talked about. You know, that's kind of how I kind of want to just operate myself just move forward just being very chill low-key i mean obviously i don't drink every day or like only drink every now and then but for the most part just really just being chill and just working on the stuff i want to work on so yeah that's good that's good kenny big facts uh dreamville and j cole (laughs) (laughs) no bro Bro, that it was actually it was actually pretty good i'm not gonna listen to that at all well i know you're not a very i don't don't like j cole j cole heavy listener but uh, no it wasn't bad he's not bad yeah he rapped over uh Drake's um damn I forgot the name of the song he rapped over he did a cover over but it's on this project and it was remember when everyone thought J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar were gonna do an album together and everyone was like losing their minds yeah cause they put out they put out that one that two combo punch single it was called Black Friday and then basically he rapped on a beat of Kendrick's and then then Kendrick rapped on a beat of his yeah yeah. which was really dope but yeah man you listen to J. Cole and his album drops be honest it's okay yeah when his album dropped yeah i definitely listened to it Dude. and like my approach when listening to new music i have to listen to it all the way through you can't stop yeah i don't like doing that anymore because it's like i'll listen to an album and then i'll like it but then i won't know which song i like okay you know what i mean so if i if like 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 that's this god fahim tape i was listening mm-hmm. to it at the gym right and i put it on and i was working out and i was like oh my god this song is fire and then like after the album was done i mm-hmm. was like Shit, which song was this? I don't even know yeah, what song yeah, this yeah. was. So now I have to listen to the tape all over again just yeah. to find the one or you know well, I like the album's good, but to find the songs I like, I have to listen to the whole album all over again. So I try not to do that anymore. Yeah, man. And I think for me too, like when I do listen to an album straight all the way through, I just listen to it and then whatever songs I don't really fuck with, I'll just like take it out and then you delete it off the album? That's disrespectful. 
It's not disrespectful. That's it's disrespectful. just a song I don't like. That's disrespectful, bro. Hey, man, what can you do? Uh, in other news within fashion, um, recently Jeff Staples uh, teased his collab with Crocs. And I noticed with Crocs, they've been reaching out and they didn't, they, they've been doing a lot of collaborations. Nicole McLaughlin. 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 Those are the ones that have like the, the they're like high tops, right? They yeah, like yeah, yeah, high, yeah. The, like the the nylon around them. Yeah, I just can't buy myself to buy a pair of Crocs. Not even for. Yeah, it's for, got a, a Jeff Stable like the pigeon logo and everything. So that's cool. I mean, but I mean, it's like I just my whole thing is is like if if I'm gonna buy Crocs, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna pay the extra money and buy Birkenstocks. Mm. And it's like, of course, they're not the same. You know, Crocs are so versatile. Blah blah blah. We wear them to the beach. Blah. They're comfortable, but it's just like, why would you buy Crocs when you can buy Birkenstocks? I don't understand. That's true. You have a pair of Crocs. Mm, no, you don't have. You ever ever have I, a pair? Nah, never. You've never had a pair of Crocs. I've had a pair, and I was like a kid. Never. Wait, no, no, I've never had one. No. I mean, they're cool. They're cool for what they are, I guess. I mean, I'm looking to try to get a pair of uh, the Boston's, the Birkenstock Boston's for the Dude, summer. I mine are cooked. Cooked? Yes. Like on a level of cooked. Like. So I had a black leather pair, like <laughs> just like a regular leather, and those are cooked. And yeah. then I had those Stussy pair, Ooh, okay. and those are c- cooked as well. I just wear them like to take the trash out and stuff. Mm. Um, and then also too with Ralph Lauren, he collaborated with Morehouse I College. Saw. I did see him. You know. Yeah. And, uh, Speaking of, not to take away from that. That's no, really no. Cool. Out to Ralph Lauren. Did you see um, Dapper Dan and Gap made those hoodies that just no. say Dap? No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, it's like a uh, Dapper. You know, you know who Dapper. Yeah, Dan of course, is. of course. He uh, he did a collaboration with Gap, and mm-hmm. they have hoodies coming out that just instead of Gap, it says Dap. And my mom's like losing her mind. She wants one so bad. I think I'm a cop one for wow but yeah oh that's pretty cool wow that's pretty cool but yeah, yeah ralph Lauren with morehouse I, I saw the i saw the photos of those, yeah. those good looking black dudes and that, <laughs> and, that and that good ralph Looked yeah good, man dude. and i think also too it's just another good thing to kind of just pay homage to a hbcu yeah you know what i mean and then morehouse is very just prestigious super yeah, prestigious it's one, of the, it's one of the most it's one of the best hbcus you can go to yeah no yeah. for sure and me so my grandma wanted me to go Really? She that's like when I was like a kid, that's like her dream. I want you to go to Morehouse. And now looking back on it, could you have seen yourself going to Morehouse? Yeah, sure. It looks fun. <laughs> sure, yeah. it looks fun. It's yeah, because you know there's Morehouse and then there's wait, there's Morehouse and there's Spell. Morehouse is all men, and then the Spellman is the all women, right? I'm not thinking of a different. That's that's uh, what that is. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah they're separate. Morehouse is all men's, and then Spellman is women's, but they like down the street from each other, so. Facts. But yeah, no, I mean that would probably would have probably would have been a great experience. Yeah, man. Empowering to be around a bunch of people trying to learn that look like me. I bet it's great. Yeah, man. Hey. But I wouldn't take away I would I mean, I think that my college experience was mm-hmm. just, you know, I like being in a diverse diversity is great too. Yeah, and, yeah, definitely for sure. I think definitely with that Well, yeah. you went to HBCU. I did. I did go to HBCU. Yeah. But I never really like tapped into you know, like the you weren't going to homecoming and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't going to the activity hours and stuff of that nature. I didn't either, dude. I was trying um, to get my shit done and go home. I did not want to spend more yeah, time no, that was, than I had to. That was me, too. I yeah. was just more focused on the books and then just, oh. just trying to get out of there. But we, we got up out of there, dog. That's just me. And yeah. Yes, of course. We got up out of there. Got up out of there, man. Um, Shoot, man. Other than that, though, I mean, how have you been overall? I'm stressing, dude. <laughs> I'm about to go into my job and be like, yo, I need to raise. Like, the cost <laughs> of living wages are going up, dog. Like, I... Costs going up. Give me a raise. Big facts. Big well, facts. I'm 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 should be getting one soon, but because like I like inflation, like 
it's crazy because like you heard your parents talking about it as a kid and you yeah. didn't know but like bro it's like a matter of days that gas went from like three dollars to four dollars yeah i went to chick-fil-a the other day and a meal was like ten dollars why why is everything this expensive right now hey man thanks a lot biden <laughs> it's crazy man joe biden man what can you he, do? you know what i saw <laughs> he did he signed he signed a bill that made lynching punishable by law because that wasn't before when you where'd you see this that's all yeah it's like it happens recently like oh, wow, biden okay. signed a bill that yeah, made yeah, lynching yeah. like a federal felony Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, what? And it, it's crazy because it was like I saw that they had tried to do it yeah. ever since Emmett Till or something like early, like hundred, like hundred years ago, they were trying to do it and they just could never do it. it Two hundred attempts to do it and they mm-hmm. couldn't do it, and they finally did it. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. It's mad, buff. Mm-hmm. It's mad. Top boy. I fi- I watched it. You finally watched, I watched it. it. I don't want to. Do you think our listeners watch that show? I mean, bro, it's it's a it's a top show. You get me in it, like. But can we talk about it, or do you think that though you found out that we talk? Hey, about spoiler it? alert! If you yes, haven't watched Top Boy, we're about to watch Top Boy. We're about to talk about Top Boy. So, just fast forward forty five seconds. No, boom. Us, yeah, yeah. All right. Now, what you? What was your experience with Top Boy? Bro, it was really good. I loved how they kind of focused a lot more on Jackie this season. Yeah. Um, her girlfriend is that model. Yeah, I, I can't. It's like Adwaubawaw on, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. she was in it, which was really cool. But um, yeah, man, it was really good. They yeah. were all in Morocco and like, but it's just like yeah, that man. ending, dude. That shit fucks yeah, me man. up. Fucking Sully, bro. Like, why'd a, you kill my man? Dude, so he far? literally the whole season. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like I feel so bad for Sully. Like he's really going through it. He's lonely. Like, and then then he gets kidnapped. Yeah. Then they save him, and it's like, okay, we're we're broing down again, gang, 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 gang. And then it's like. You pull up on f- you pull up on Mandem with his Utes, bro. <laughs> with his Utes. With the, <laughs> with the Utes, bro. With the Utes, bro. You pulled up on the man's and shot him right and in front of him. And him out right in right in his flat, bro. <laughs> right in his fucking flat, bro. Like all all the peas, bro. Oh, fucking at, mad, one, at what point? In front of in front of the youngers, you get the me? The youngers, like, bro. Like fucking mad, it's, man. It's did it's yeah. <sighs> fucking crazy, man. Well, with all that's being said, uh, we have a special guest for you guys today. Um, yo, man, I'm not gonna say the name yet. I ain't gonna say who the guest is, but we really enjoyed this interview, man. It was a pleasure speaking to her. Uh, Well, now you know that's a female. Um, yeah, it was a pleasure talking to her. It was a pleasure discussing all of her endeavors when it comes to her brand and more and more and more. So we hope you guys enjoy this interview coming up that we have with our special guests and tune in in a few seconds. Listening to the Vanity Ultra podcast, I'm your host Kenneth Kirk, and I'm Elijah Evans. And yo, it's episode 23, man, the Jordan episode. Jordan, you feel me? <laughs> the Jordan episode. Yo, we have a special guest for us today. Um, you know, man, this guest I met her. I want to say last summer, 
at Coalescence mm-hmm. Coffee. Shout out Coalescence Coffee in Norfolk. Um, she had a booth set up for her brand, set up very tastefully, you know, just chef's kiss. Um, yeah, man, and I can see the vision she puts behind her pieces as well as the visuals she orchestrates within to show off her pieces as well. And she's gonna be on the rise. And I actually, funny enough, I don't ever, usually like when we were, we interview someone, I don't know who they are and then I do the research, but I actually have already been following her. So when you send me your profile, it was like, oh yeah, let's get her on, it was tight. Right. Yeah, so yeah. Thanks, man. So with all that being said, you know, I said my little intro. I'm gonna go ahead and let my guest introduce herself. Hi everyone, thank you too for like having me. Uh, my name is Aime, um, I'm Ahimai, just like what we're here to discuss my brand. Um, yeah, I met Kenneth during my pop-up last time, he came, showed support, and just in general, like that day was, there was mad love shown in VA, which I was not expecting at all. I didn't even, like expect for anybody to like come by or like know and look it comes full circle now a year later and we're we're on here about to talk that's so. great so are you are you from new york and you what what was about virginia that you decided to have a pop-up here so um originally i'm from venezuela but i moved to new york when i was four and um just kind of was raised there for a while but then uh, my mom got remarried and married somebody in the Air Force. So eventually um, they ended up in VA and he was like working for NATO, like military stuff. And um, the first time I went to VA, I was in like, I believe it was the end of fifth grade. And so that was like my first introduction to VA. So um, I went, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Birdneck Elementary. I don't know. Yeah. You guys are from- Oh, Birdneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah of course. <laughs> I went to Burnek for a few months and then to Virginia Beach Middle for like a year and a half. And then I came back to New York. That was like my first encounter with VA. And then my parents like ended up moving again. I came back to New York and they liked VA so much that they decided to like retire there and just like put home base there. And so I um, went back in my last six months of high school and I graduated from Ocean Lakes. Tough. So I actually okay. Yeah, yeah yeah so um venezuela in the house yeah we got to talk about that yeah. gotta... so i'm actually going to this summer i'm going to honduras for like a week and so I, i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go there first but i'm trying to do like a whole south america tour trying to venezuela <laughs> argentina brazil honduras chile like everywhere i'm trying to go chile that's so cool the mountains in chile yeah. is beautiful yeah. so yeah. so being so being from venezuela like how long were you in Venezuela till you transitioned over to the States? Um, I Four years. But like, I remember my childhood very vividly. Like, I remember all the years that I lived there. Like, and um, I think it like really had an impact for me just because like, you know, like my, it was like the typical like immigrant story. Your parents come here first and then they send money back and then you eventually end up joining them here. Right. So I feel like that's like, rooted independence in me from young like having to understand and grasp like kind of those situations so um and then I would go back every summer like they would send me back just so I wouldn't get in trouble out here in New York and right yeah not forget my Spanish right yeah (laughs) Yeah, that's my thing dude I'm I'm trying to learn my Spanish but it's like 
my girlfriend doesn't talk to me in Spanish. She only talks to me in English. So I don't ever learn. Yeah, I'm trying to work on it. For like I said, the South America tour, I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to get it yeah, straight. Yeah, yourself in see what happens. Yeah. Try to like only speak, like be spoke to in Spanish. I'm sure like little by little or watch shows on Netflix in Spanish. See, that's what I'm going to start doing is just start watching TV and like- Just start just, watching yeah, Narcos. Literally, literally. <laughs> yeah, just have to, yeah. Crazy. So like growing up, what were some of your interests growing up before fashion came about? Like, or was fashion like out the gate when you were younger? You were just like, oh, I love dressing up, or what was that for you? So, um, like from what I've been told and like what I remember, like I've always been very like hands-on about like what I wore young, like when I was younger, like I would take my grandma shopping, like things like that. I was always like very in control of like how I saw myself and how I wanted to look like when I was um, getting dressed. Right. Um, but it was just that it was like an interest of just like getting dressed, looking nice. And then um, as I got older, um, my aunt Beatrice, which is like one of the people that really like, she loved clothing. We would go shopping every Sunday, just like whether it be thrifting or like um, there's stores in Queens where like you buy, it's weird, but um, you buy like basically like people will take things from the bigger stores and they sell it to you at a different price. Right. So you would do that. Um, they don't really exist anymore because you can't do shit like that anymore. Yeah. There's systems. Like, I'm, on, I'm almost 100% sure you probably couldn't do it back then either, but it's just a yeah, different no, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's more technology now. Back then it's like, you can get away with things like that, at least for the people running businesses like that. And so, fashion's always been like kind of engraved in like myself and like my family just like likes looking nice and like wearing nice clothing. But um, I also always like uh, loved like sports. That was like really big part of my life. Like I loved playing sports. And um, so it was always like fashion and sports, but fashion was just kind of like a normality. Like I didn't really see it as like a thing because um, also being a first generation immigrant, you don't get like that, like leisure of like your parents talking to you about like, hey, like Doctor, pursue art. lawyer, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so like I was taught like, oh, like school and then like college, whatever. But it was weird because my family, even though like a lot of them are like college educated and stuff back home, my grandma owned three boutiques which I later, like, I just found out two years ago. She owned three boutiques um, back in Venezuela, and that was kind of her business. She all, so the clothing has always been, like, around. Right. But I just didn't really know. As I get older, I, like, learn more and more mm. about it. Mm. Definitely sports and, and fashion have always been, like, my core. What my sport core. did you play? Were you a football player? Um, I did play soccer, football. Um, my first sport that I ever practiced was gymnastics. So they put me in gymnastics because I was oh, like, wow. yeah. And I Funny was a gymnast. I oh. took gymnastic lessons as a kid for like, for real? The one thing you got to realize about me, Kenny, and you, my family will attest to this, I keep them guessing. I might do music hey, for yeah. a few years. <laughs> I might do fashion. I've always been doing fashion, but I might do music. Yeah. I might do, and then I bought a pair of cleats a couple summers ago. I was playing soccer every weekend. And then like, yeah, dude, I, I, I'm a jack of many traits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, what's up? You know, I feel like that's the beauty of it. Like, we shouldn't have, like, only one interest, you know, because like, everything kind of interwines into each other. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah. You can take take nuance and, and you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nuance and, like, um, 
uh, experiences and, yeah. and translate that into different things. Yeah, mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like like John, <laughs> like John Elliott, for instance, like right. his whole thing is just like him watching football games and like sure. just stuff like that. So, right. you know, definitely, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So who are some of your early influences growing up just within fashion? Like I'm pretty sure, well, there's a lot of people, whether it be music videos they watch, they gather inspiration from fashion, from seeing music artists or like athletes rather. Um, who are some of your early inspirations? For me, I was always really obsessed with Phoebe. Like Phoebe Philo, like to me was like super fucking cool. Like, mm. yeah. Like in middle school, I would have like I would print out um pictures of her and put her in my binder and like carry her around because I just like thought she was like the coolest shit ever. Like she was opening like this door for like women to like dress more masculine but still have this Extremely like sex feminine. Yeah. 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 Without having to like you know show too much or whatever like just like clothing for women to be taken seriously but still like bold you know and I really really like that and she um to me stood out like always yeah she she's back she's coming back it's about yeah. to be crazy yeah crazy. under and she's, she's not coming back and doing and she's coming back and doing Phoebe Philo so like beautiful I'm like yeah. so fucking excited yeah I thought she was gonna go to Burberry like back when like she left like yeah. um and she ended up going to Burberry but I thought like right. that it would have made sense for her to go there but this makes way more sense yeah. for her. Yeah. yeah but you know I think Ricardo Tichy he's still at Burberry right he's still is he still doing this thing there or is he gone I, I think he's so there. He's yeah, still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah yeah he's not yeah. doing too bad at Burberry I, I I thought that him going was an interesting bringing an Italian man into a British like you know, a mm. classic menswear thing, but yeah, he's not he's not doing bad. He had that little hookup with those just those within people. the differences of like culture backgrounds, right? Yeah. He had that hookup when he did that. Like it was like a turtleneck with like red lips. That was Burberry thing. I think he got, <laughs> or he might have been the noose guy, but he did something that was a little iffy, and people were like not yeah. with it. But I think yeah, what the heck exactly? Um, but I feel like at one point the fashion houses were doing. I don't know if you guys like have read the theory that they were just doing things to get a reaction out of like yeah. people to like keep circulating whether because you know people say good press is right yeah yeah. yeah i don't agree with that but you know i guess there's something i don't know or haven't learned yet yeah. <laughs> right so when it when it comes to like your own personal family were they was anybody in your family like interested in fashion the way you were you're saying like your grandma had the boutiques and your aunt was taking you shopping but yeah you know was, was your dad getting fits off as well that what was your father getting I, fits off as well um yeah but he's like more like serious he's like more of like that mm. spanish man, like very clean yeah serio like yeah. all button up but like everything like iron like you know what i mean like yeah. just clean he was a clean fresh press he's yeah he it wasn't so much about yeah it is burberry but it was like i'm a still i'm a still i'm a still look flat i feel it i feel it. that's how my exactly. grandfather is yeah. humble but still like always made sure like I look good and I look clean and I look presentable. Right. And then he's a twin. And then his uh, brother, which um, he's like more eccentric, more like uh, he'll wear yellow shoes and like a printed shirt, like till this day. Like he's very like, um, he was big into like sculpting back home. And like mm. he was doing a lot of like art um, to kind of like expose the colonization like that was happening in Venezuela at the time. Right. And so he always like inspired me in that way of like kind of like that 
like your free will, like do whatever you want, no matter like what people tell you. And he really inspired me in that way. Like he was like Diesel's back. He's been wearing Diesel since I can fucking remember. Kind of Diesel I would go in his um, yeah closet and I would find like the coolest fucking jeans and they were always Diesel or something like that. Um, he really inspired me. And then my aunt, like I was telling you that I would go shopping with her a lot, but she right. was more of that Phoebe style, like very clean, like nice slacks, a good shirt, a good turtleneck, literally only wore black and white. Like that was like, right. like, and then she would always like, she had her like Fendi baguettes and stuff like that. Like, but just like nineties, New York, old school, like she took care of those things. Like yeah. nothing and then um I would actually once I got older I started going in her drawer and like I would like I didn't really have bags to wear back then because I was like what like 18 so I didn't have like, like a good enough job to like be purchasing these things for myself and I would borrow her like little Fendi baguettes and shit like that and then eventually like it's now it's like a norm to like do that like right. so it's kind of like because I probably feel like that's a lot of people's scenarios like they would probably go into their parents' closet just to like try to find something to spice their thing up. And now it's like this big trend, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Not mine, but yeah. No, yeah, I definitely. <laughs> there has been some sweaters I have finessed from my grandfather. Just like, wait, yeah. you seen the sweater, Elijah? Yeah. No, I, I no, what? What sweater? You had a sweater like that? That's crazy. You know, I haven't <laughs> seen crazy. it. It's in my closet. Yeah. Facts. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. So when, when, like, did you get the initial idea to want to start your own brand? So um, I had, I believe it was 2019, so like 2018 December and then 2019, um, I decided to really do it. Um, I moved from New York to Miami just to like have a change of scenery, try something new. Uh, and at the time I was like kind of like struggling with like my citizenship and stuff like that. Right. And so I needed... I was like, fuck, like, what am I going to do if like this doesn't like go through or whatever the case may be? And so I knew that I needed like a form of income because like I just wasn't going to sit around and I wasn't going to like, you know, there's certain jobs. I'll do any job and I'm humble enough to work, obviously. But there's certain things that you just go past. Like you don't want to go work at a restaurant anymore. Like if you don't have to, you know, right. like we've all done like jobs that we think like okay like what's next like mm -hmm. sometimes you do have to step back to step forward but like at that point that was not my plan I was like nah like I don't want to like go work super hard on my feet what is something I know like that I like and that's been around that makes sense that I really love and like maybe I just haven't been confident enough to like do and then that's kind of like how I Mahimai was born like kind of like from like a place of struggle but like okay, that's the light at the end of the tunnel. I know how to do this. And um, at first I was just like doing it out of like need and um, just like, I didn't realize like how in love I was gonna fall in with it. Um, just cause like, that's something I always push to the side cause we spoke about like, oh, schooling was kind of like the first thing that was like told for me to do. Right, right. So once like I made that first step, it was, like huge, like a lot of things have changed since then, you know, like me even doing it with my name. Um, people don't really know my name unless now, like because of my brand and people don't know, even know that that's my name until I tell them. But even back then people didn't realize that unless I like introduced myself. 
and um, I would go by Amy because that's the the name that like I got given when I came to the U.S. by like the school like hey this is your name and um, that was like the first time that I was really like using my like birth name for something but I didn't realize that at the time so then as I got deeper and deeper into it um, this is where we're at now like I've like really um, made an effort to like show my roots in it and like kind of just like you know like promote that like promote that like you have to like show your true self and be yourself with whatever you do and that's how I met was born like I met Himai. You know that's it's so crazy to me when you know people like yourself come to America and you have like this beautiful name and then it's like these white teachers just gave you a regular ass American name. <laughs> Like my yeah. girlfriend's name, my girlfriend's name is Sarai. That's her name. She got over here and yeah. now it's Sarah and Sarai. It's like, bro, that's not her name. Like, that's so crazy to me. Cause I have I mean, a cousin. It's a great name. Shout out to my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. Um, but yeah, I just, I just think that's, that's so insane that you come over here and the first thing they do for you is they try to take away your name and give you yeah. a white bread ass name. It's kind of giving you like a false identity because exactly. like you're not, not your name, you know? And I feel like your name is such a big part of you. Hence why some people change their names or like, you know, like anything. Like, I feel like that's a big thing. Like you should go by the name that you were given or like how they say, like when somebody mispronounces your name, correct Dang. them. Yeah, yeah. Cause like, so imagine like for years I was going by a false ass name. And so I felt like I was living like not a false identity, but like it felt once I actually like started taking my brand seriously, I started taking myself more seriously. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's just, it's, you know, I think, uh, I don't want to speak for my girlfriend, but I think she would say it's just, it's just easier to tell them Sarah because then they won't mess it up. But I'm going to start calling her by her, her actual name. I don't really call her by her name anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, like babe yeah. or something, but yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's whack. Do better education system. Come on. It's, we got to celebrate our differences. <laughs> celebrate our cultures. Jesus Christ. Um, so, for your brand, I noticed that you use a lot of like natural materials. And where do you like source those? Because I know it's like, like it's, I'm sure it's a lot harder to get those than it would be to get like a regular, you know, yarn. So where do you, you know, if you can divulge that information without giving, giving your ops too much play into what you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so with my like new like knit line, which will continue to grow like each winter, um, I actually sourced that locally in Virginia. Like there's a, yeah, there's a really good, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, granted, I don't know where it's at. Cause, um, my mom helps me out in this. She'll like go and she'll like, um, cause my grandma picked up knitting just to like not be bored in the house. And granted, everybody in my family does something with their hands, but this is something she wanted to pick up. She's like obsessed with learning. Right. And um, so they found this really cool um, store somewhere in VA and they literally sell you yarn, but like not, let's say you go to Michael's and you buy yarn, it's already like mm. in the form that it needs, right? It's already mm. wound, ready for you to use. Right. There they sell yarn unwound. So it comes straight from the farm, dyed, and then um, they, they go, and wind it there for you. So the process is kind of cool. You get to see the process from like the beginning of what the yarn looks like, obviously dyed, but um, they then spin it for you. And then it moves on to my grandma and my grandma um, 
she sits at home and it takes like it takes her a while to do it actually sometimes like yeah to do one hat it's probably like half a day or like yes so So it's funny because my mom my mom is a big knitter and my grandma my great grandmother she used to make um whenever somebody was born in the family she would make these big like afghan blankets Mm. but now Mm -hmm. she's too old to do it she can't use her hands and it's a bummer like and i would love to learn how to do it but like it's like you said it's like a painstakingly thing and it's Mm -hmm. like i just don't have the time to do it yeah Yeah, it's a bummer and a big that sorry that i also where we get it is that like it's a like a small business so i really like that i like the fact that like my purchase can help another business and so forth and like it, it creates like this train of like you know, just supporting a small business. and So you got your, you got your abuela uh, knitting up for you? That's tight, dude. That's sick. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, too. At first, she didn't want to. She was like, I don't know, because, like, I wanted to be perfect. This and the third. But it's like, bro, you know, you you do an amazing yeah. job. Like, I don't think you you realize. Like, no. so, yeah. That's great. I, I, very fortunate that she's like she does that at home and then like it um maybe like it won't be forever that mm-hmm. she doesn't maybe we'll move on to like somewhere like else so like she doesn't have to do it but she enjoys it and it's something I feel like that connects like a part of like family into my brand which like during this um beginning stage of it it's like very important I feel like yeah, to yeah, like, like strong core values and that tra- that <laughs> translates into the products like you know, people are going to, you know, buy that and now like know that and they're going to cherish it that much more because your umbrella was really sitting in front of the telenovela knitting that up for you. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, Yeah, I got to get, I got to start knitting, man. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I got to get some crazy sweaters. So just like when it comes to like the recent pieces I know you dropped on um, February 14th for Valentine's Day, the, uh, the knit hats, as well as the socks. Um, so talk about a little bit, just how much time is taken into account when making those pieces and then also having them be ready to be like made to be ordered, you know? And and also socks, great, great. Why did you want to do socks though? That's, that's, a, that's an interesting thing to focus on. So socks, we'll get into like the business side of it. Um, okay. Socks are the easiest flip around right. and I learned that from like somebody that was in the business much longer than me. And it's kind of like a business model that even I've passed on to like just other small business owners. Like at the beginning, you have to find a product that is low cost for you. And that is a good quality, obviously. And um, that you can flip at a higher price so that you get more bigger projects that you want to do. Socks for me made sense. I just wanted to do wool socks with. And um, the city that I'm from in Venezuela, we um, were in a valley, so we cold like in the mountains. So that's kind of where like the wool comes in, right? Because mm. wool keeps you warm and dry. Right. Okay. So and it dries quick. That's why yeah. I decided. Exactly. So let's say it's dewy or like, cause, um, in like, obviously if it's super warm, um, in the Valley, there's going to be condensation as you get higher and the wool is going to keep you warm and not, you know, get wet, dry, easy. And that's why like wool is like a big part of, um, 
my brand and just like things focused around like um, mountains and stuff like that right now obviously as I move forward like I'll pull from different like maybe from my culture and maybe mix it in with another culture whatever it may be but um that's why we'll socks and that's why socks in general just because it's an easy way to make more revenue for sure So yeah, when when it comes to where do you find your inspiration just to create the pieces that you release in just in general? So, uh, I'm very spontaneous. Um, so it either comes with a spontaneous thought that builds onto like something else and then I end up connecting it to my roots. Um, or like, at least at the beginning, when I started with the school, it was more of like where I was at in life and what I liked the school earrings. And so that was that. And once I've been growing the brand, I've been like learning like about what I actually want, which is like longevity. So that's why I'm starting kind of like storytelling right. because I feel like that's like a big part of like, you know, when you're building a brand, it's almost like writing a book through chapters, right? We're at the like first speak, maybe the table, like table context where I, like, I don't even feel like we're that deep in yet. So first chapter, obviously I'm introducing myself where I'm from, where my family's from, like what I like, like what my roots are, right? Which would be the, where the orchid was from. Right. The orchid is the national flower to Venezuela. And I, in general, like, I love orchids. Like I ended up finding out, oh, wow, it's, it is my national flower for my country. This makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of where that inspo came out of and kind of like, like a serendipitous kind of situation right now that like these ideas that I've had kind of really tie into like what I want. So that's kind of where the inspiration has been coming from, like from my family. And then just like really looking within instead of like outside because um, I feel like if you keep like looking within, it's like what you're creating is authentic, you know, instead of like, I don't want to be a trend. I want to like keep like, I don't want that. Like, so I might not like focus too much on like what's going on and try to like be trendy. I'm always going to like make stuff like with purpose. And like, those are like my main like kind of key points for like my inspiration, making sure that it has a purpose in the story I'm trying to tell, that it has a purpose with like the message I'm trying to put out, like in terms of like, just like, since I started school again, I've been realizing how important like education is, not only like for us, but like even for like kids in general. So like, I'm trying to tie all those things together. So each collection will be like, kind of like a deeper dive into like one of like the cores, like whether it be focusing on roots and where you come from, which is the first one, maybe like 
I do a lot of like color theory because that was at the time what I was taking in class. I was taking a lot of like art history and like a lot of like art design classes. And I was learning a lot about colors and the way like it like resonates with your brain and like how certain colors make you feel a certain way. And that's kind of like how the different colors in the socks, I was able to like bring that into the brand. And then um, also, like I said, like just making sure that everything has like a purpose is like how I find inspiration. And for um, another thing, it's just like looking around me in terms of like, like common like people, not so much on the internet. Like even though I spend a lot of time on the internet, I try not to like pull my inspo from like the internet unless it's like from the past. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's funny that you say that because I try to stay off the internet as well because it's not it's. My whole thing is, is you you have an idea and then you go on the internet and you see that somebody has already had kind of the similar idea and then you're just like turned off mm -hmm. by doing that. But also there's a lot of yeah. beauty just like in the world and just like, yeah. I don't can't tell you how many times I've seen an old man wear something and I'm just like, oh my God, that is so fire. And it's like, then <laughs> yeah. I translate that into an outfit I'm wearing. But um, yeah, I try to stay off the internet too. The internet's a bad place. It's a bad place for ideas. It's where ideas yeah. go to die, honestly. so much time on it. And like my honest opinion, I think I like get stuck scrolling too much. And um, I try to break out of like that habit, especially when it's like creating time. Like I don't want to like be influenced too much by like other like other things. Cause I want to like, I think it's like a pride thing too. Like kind of like, I want to make sure what I'm doing is authentic to like myself mm. and not because oh my God, this brand's doing it. I have to like, like, like if you're running a race, like I don't want it to feel like that. Like I wanted to be like a merit, like literally like how Nippy's saying, like a marathon. Like right. I want it to be like, even if like you're in last place in the first lap, that doesn't mean that like you can't, you know, you're building your endurance. Yeah. You might be the first one. Yeah, you just yeah. gotta like. Amen. I'm, a big, I'm a big um like race, F1 race guy. And yeah, sometimes you yeah. start at the back of the pack, but if you play your cards right, you might win. You know what hey, I mean? Man. Hey. Jay-Z said it best. Would you rather be a trend or would you rather be Ralph Lauren? I'd rather be Ralph Lauren. Uh, Amen. Mm -hmm. I'd rather be. So the one thing that intrigued me with your brand um, is the visuals you capture, whether it be the editorials you capture for your collections. Um, just talk about that process of knowing what it kind of setup you want to kind of execute for your editorials as well as the whether it be the models or the certain photographer you want to use talk about that process and how do you pull all of that in together so um i started out shooting myself most of my things because like for me it's very like visual in my head so sometimes like it's all in my head and i'm seeing everything kind of like a movie playing in my head sure. but it's hard to like sometimes articulate exactly what you want to somebody else right. especially at the beginning i feel like you get more mature as you're creating and you're able to like find the language to make somebody else understand but at the beginning it's kind of hard because you yourself don't really know like you're just like like it's like learning how to swim like you don't necessarily right away know how to swim right and um in that way i feel like i visualize everything in my head and i just like start building off of that I don't really write anything down. Like I don't sit there and like make mood boards. Um, it's really all in my head. And then it goes from that to like the finished product just by like, okay, I know that I need this. I think my brain in that way kind of works like an engineer because like, it's like I break down everything in my head and then I'm like, right. okay, to 
this, I'm gonna need this. What's the best way I can build this? For example, for the pop-up, I knew that I wanted a certain setup, but I needed to um, find the best effective way to like build these things. So I built them out pipes. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go walk around Home Depot and see what pops up in my head from prior knowledge of other things I've done. Mm-hmm. So I was using um, drywall with my uncle one day when he was teaching me how to like patch up a hole or something. And I was like, okay, I'm going to use the drywall. But then I got to Home Depot and I was like, wait, no, PVC pipes work like Legos. Like, let's, let me do that. Let me get them cut up. And so that's kind of like how it works. I'll come up with the idea in my head and then I'll um, either go into a store and try to like find things that can make the idea I have in my head like a reality, right? And that's kind of how like I stumbled upon Moss when I also did the pop-up. And then I was like, okay. Then I went back to like my my pur- like purpose. Does this fit in what I'm trying to do purpose-wise? Like, and um, it did because Moss like, it is something that brings life. It's like a, a rebirth. It's something that like, um, when something is uh, um, dead that grows in order for like the new life to grow. So um, at that point, like, I feel like I was like, it's a birth of a brand, right? right. Even right now, I still consider it like the very first steps. So Moss made sense to use. And that's kind of how I did my last shoot. And I feel like I will continue to use like natural products like moss and just like nature and stuff. But um, yeah, it's definitely like a all a mental thing, which um, I have to grow from that because now as things get more intricate and I start working with photographers and stuff, I need to provide them with things, right? So that's where like the mood boards and stuff will come in. Um, right now, the way I choose photographers is people that I have genuine connections with. So I don't really like to work with anybody that I don't feel connected with, like on a friendship level, um, just because like, I want the the best energy and the best intentions to be put in around my work and like, feel like I can trust the people that are around me, you know? Yeah. And you just want that like overall authentic feeling like on shoot day, you want to be able to vibe with someone and, and know, they'll know what you want visually. You know what I mean? The, vibe, the vibes are very important for Kenny. If the vibes are <laughs> off and Kenny's whole, whole no, nah, I mean, it's not going to work out. No, she's speaking facts. Bro, she is. I, I'm not, ag- I'm not disagreeing <laughs> with either one of you. I'm agreeing with you. I know. I know. I, I just know. think, I just definitely think too, like when it comes to like my own personal experience, like whenever I've worked with a photographer and we've just built that, authentic like just like connection it always the work always comes out better mm-hmm. just because visually they know what you want and then they know what i want as well that's also just you know homies I mean? just hanging out having a good time exactly. yeah exactly i feel like when you're building a brand what people don't speak about enough is like these like we don't have these huge budgets right so you have to be comfortable with the people that you work with to like not be like shy that like you know like oh my god am i like like the last year we did we did it in um valen's um living room you would never know that right and like how many people are you going to let into your home you know as the photographer so you want to be able to like as you're growing be able to have these strong connections with people to be able to like make sure that you're able to because you want to pay the people you work with too right you want to be able to pay them enough that they feel like oh wow like thank god like i'm at least i'm getting something for my craft but also that you can like win on your end as well because like yeah this is art but like as i'm learning like the business part is such like a huge thing and like you learn as you get more experience right 
And so that, and then like the shoot that I went um, upstate, it was like two hours away. And um, me, my photographer and my model, we, I like, granted, I put the budget for everything, but we all shared a room and I had to feel comfortable enough that the people I was with, I was able to do that. Right. Right. And why could I do that? Because they were, they're like brothers to me. They're like, so I just feel like it's very important, like being close knit to your team. So like, as you're growing, everybody's like growing together. And yeah, that's how I choose right now. Like maybe as I grow more, like granted, it'll always be a vibe forward thing, but it'll also be with people that like, you know, are just like the same values as me, humble, hardworking, not too good for anything, you know? Right. So um, what, if you could, I know it's like telling your favorite children, asking, you know, asking someone asking what your favorite child is, but out of everything that you've made, do you have like a favorite thing that you made? I was like, holy shit, this is it. Like I've done it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it'll be out by the summer. Oh, but... damn. That's exciting. So, <laughs> very clear. New jewelry. Um, I'm so excited. And, the there's another um like woman forward a piece that I'm working on right now like apparel wise and that might be my favorite thing too like um the other things I love but now I'm actually like stepping into like exactly like the things I want to do and the buttons are clicking right so it's that time where like everything has clicked and now I'm just waiting for samples and for like to shoot and stuff and I think this is like my favorite thing yet like yeah this is, mm-hmm. this is the one that's gonna this is this is the one yeah this is the one um there is an earring that has like multi-purpose and like that that to me out of the whole collection is my favorite because like i feel like it ties into like the first earring that i um provided um which like it had the the fang coming out the back almost it looked like a gauge but it wasn't a gauge and everybody was a little confused about that but they ended up like really loving it. And like, till this day, like I see people like wearing it and like, it makes me happy. Cause it's like the first thing I made and people still like really so love it. So yeah, it's gotta be crazy. Yeah. It's gotta be crazy to one, get something that you made, like physically have it, but it's gotta be a whole other feeling to like see someone walk, like wearing it and like actually like living yeah. their life. And it has to be a crazy feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's gotta be crazy. So other than the pop-up you did here in VA, what are some ways you try to connect with connect your brand within the community, whether it be in New York or whenever you do come down to VA, what are some ways you try to con- connect your brand within the community? So um, I think the way that like I've done that so far is the pop-up, which kind of like was spontaneous. And then I'm still like figuring out exactly how to do that, you know, like, I'm not going to say like I know exactly how to because um, I, I don't yet. I just try to do my best to like make sure that like, for example, like the things I give to people like PR wise that like I not only like I want to make sure that they're people that I genuinely like support what they're doing. I'm just not going to give it to somebody because they um, they're like cool. Like, yeah, right. I, I don't like that. I um. I like to give pieces to to people like that I admire like what they do for like work or like the cause that they're like supporting and I feel like right now that's the best way that I've connected just making sure that like what I'm like gifting is like purposeful you know like and um 
also like by doing like interviews like this, I feel like I'm connecting and like getting um, to know like the people in my community and letting them get to know me. And like later on, I do um, like, there's future plans to connect with my community, but um, that'll, I see that down the line once I like I graduate school, um, I'm going to school for psychology and I wanna like build programs for like kids and like, or even put it into like these corporate companies as well, like for like mental health through art, right? right. Mm-hmm. So um, those are like my plans and like a way to like, not only give back but like provide something of like right and also substance because and also like you said you're only what did you say you only you're only in chapter one of this book you're writing you know so you've you got plenty of time to do all types of stuff and and yeah so i think that you know you shouldn't don't i mean i wouldn't sure about it because i'm sure like you like you said you're going to you have a clear-cut plan of what you want to do and how you could do it so i think that you know just like you do with like the products you make like I think that once you put your mind out you'll do it and it'll be exciting and you know we're here if you want to come back to VA we would love to do like a we'll do like a live show at a pop-up next time like we're, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to do that ourselves is figure out like how we yeah. can you know um kind of like commu- communicate with people more and put more name put more faces to our listeners you know what I mean so yeah we should we should yeah, make that I thought about maybe like YouTube like I don't know, like doing these videos and Zoom calls and stuff. Like, I feel like this is cool. Like, even though we weren't able to do it like in person, right. I feel like it's a great way to like connect. I don't know. I liked it. No, most definitely. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. Um, so before I let you go, we have a few more questions to ask you. That's fine. Not, not too much, not too many, not too <laughs> many more. Um, so I'm not sure if you did it already, but do you see plans for yourself to collaborate with another brand or other brands? Um, in the near future yeah so um this summer we I have a collab coming out with um another woman that i respect a lot um her name is kiara and she is the founder of lbb so um a bathing suit company that really focuses on like women and just like making bathing suits that like actually like fit every um body type you know and she's been doing that for a while. Actually, I think even before I started, I think she started 2018 or something like that. Um, and, and so I am curating a um, jewelry, like three piece jewelry drop with her um, upcoming drop. And that's one of the collaborations I'm doing. But after that, I, um, I'm not going to do any more collaborations. I'm just going to like focus on like just growing um, like my my story you know because like I said it's the beginning chapter I want to make sure that like everything is like clear cut and like like building the foundation strong enough and not letting too much outside noise come in and you know collaborations are good but I feel like when you're more settled and have a like a really strong foundation that's when they're really beneficial because you can provide more you know yeah collaborations are good sometimes yeah say maybe maybe 30 percent of the time they're good (laughs) every 70 other percent is just like Travis Scott McDonald's meal and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah, too much. Yeah. I do love McDonald's here and there. I, I love like, McDonald's. You know, <laughs> if, if out of all the fast food places, yeah. I'm gonna go McDonald's 100 percent of the time. For real? For real. 
Nah, for me, it's Popeyes. You know what I mean? Nah, Popeyes is at the bottom of that list, dude. Popeyes, but come on, man. No, every time you go to Popeyes, it's a long line. The people are assholes, and your food takes forever to get out to. That's that's what makes it the best, bro. Okay, bro. All right. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. But anyways, besides the fast food talk, um, so before I let you go, I have to ask you two two more questions. Um, For your brand, not only for yourself, but not only for your brand, but also yourself, what are some goals that you kind of want to accomplish before the year is up, before the end of the year? So before the end of the year, I want to hopefully um, do another pop-up. Um, for me, I want to like keep like finish school strong, hopefully transfer to like a four-year at this point. Um, I also want to um, create more jewelry and make like a clear pack like a packaging that like stays lifetime and then I also like just really want to travel a little bit more and a big personal goal of mine is also um my mom has her own business so I'm really trying to like grow the operations side of that and like really like work on that so those are like my main goals not too many because yeah. they're kind of, I feel like Big. Yeah, 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 those are good goals. Though. It feels <laughs> like that's you have enough time to like really focus on each one of those things. You didn't, you haven't done too much for yourself, but you the ones that you have are are solid. Because like like you said, packaging, getting like packaging is I think one of the most important things because it's the last thing you see before you see the garment. So like <laughs> you know you see the garment that you're buying online or but like if you when you get it in, it's just like. Like Noah, there was doing a post about it yesterday, how they've been mm-hmm. trying to do all this different packaging and like right. having a strong, clear cut packaging that not only fits your brand like direction, but also does its job as packaging is so important. And like, yeah. you also have to, we also live in a world where it's like, packaging is not good. Like we're trying to move away from packaging. So trying to like marry like packaging sustainability is like, that's that's gonna exactly. be a goal. You're gonna have to like take some time and really think about that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Because sustainability is kind of um like not kind of, but it is a part of like that I try to carry onto like um each collection. Um, I mean, right now I'm providing like all my tissue paper and all that is recyclable, and I got it from a company that is like, you know, certified like, right. just good environmentally, right? Um, I'm trying to find something that can live in your home, so that obviously you don't want to throw away right. even if, like, I don't want it to be cardboard or anything because nine out of ten it'll get messed up whatever but I want something to just like my pieces that I want them to live in your closet forever the packaging as well I want it to like be able to live in your home forever like that you could put it on your coffee table and I'm like oh this is cool I like this you can repurpose it use it hey, for something else I'm saying I just I for all of our listeners I recently bought my first piece of actual jewelry and one thing that I, one thing that I don't have, because like I said, I have my friend, is a jewelry box. Mm. So you should do like a, like a, like a actual nice packaging jewelry box. We'll talk off pod. We'll talk off pod. We'll talk off pod. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for after the pod. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So. And I'll tell you. Go ahead. Perfect. Perfect. No, no. Um, so far, our last question, right? It's 2025, you know what I mean? Where do you see, like, where do you see the brand at that point in a few years from now? Like, where do you want the brand to be? 
2025, that's what, three years? Um, I wanted to like be a strong woman's line, a strong men's line, um, dropping twice a year, nothing like too crazy. Um, and just like having like a good back end, you know, like that makes the business like really thrive and scale. Like at that point, I want to be able to um, have my operations be like top notch, like that everything's just running smoothly, like in the system. And um, also just like having like, uh, like more, how do I say this? Like just more light being shunned on like, like the purposes behind each collection and the storytelling and like really have that be solidified you know that people look forward to like oh like I know she's going to drop I wonder like what knowledge is going to be included in the in the collection whether it be like anything you know it could be about art it could be about um nature it could be anything I want to include that into like of the blog side of it so I really want like all the key components that we've kind of spoke about during the interview to like really be like shun without me having to like say too much but that the brand speaks for itself right and hopefully like have my brand in like multiple stores um I don't see myself ever having a storefront just because I feel like I that's not really what I want to do but I do want to carry my brand in stores that I like truly believe whether they be like big names or small names and you know just having I may be like everywhere right yeah I, I think like like you mentioned storefronts are cool but they're rapidly that's not about to be a thing in the next couple yeah, exactly. of years. Yeah. You're about to be able to cop off the metaverse. That's exactly. what it's gonna be. So. People are already copping off Instagram, bro. <laughs> copping off the feed. I have plans to hopefully like my little cousin's an architect, the girl that um drew the orchid flowers out. Mm. So she does a lot of like um design on the computer that like she builds like these intricate ass buildings and stuff so hopefully i like, have like more immersive stuff too because like that's a big i don't know if you guys um took a look at the one of the first cut and sew project that i did that i did like kind of like a a picture game to um be able to give you a discount like so it's like oh, these wow. interactive yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't know but that's that's really cool yeah, yeah wow. that's that's how you're getting your community involved play this game and you'll get 10 percent off that's tight <laughs> that's it yeah <laughs> yeah that's tight. that's really good i made a collage and i hid the um the collection name in the collage and if you found the name you were able to get early access to the website and um oh, and like yeah go in and get the family and friends um discount that's crazy wow. that's 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 cool that's that's a good idea also where's waldo shit straight up oh, yeah. that's cool yeah because it's like uh, everywhere else is just like hey sign up for our email and we'll give you 10 percent off yeah facts and we'll, we'll email you every day for the rest of your life until yeah you sign up for this newsletter like, yeah bro. but no we play it's like you find this code you take and it's also like you're making people like sit on your website a little bit longer you know Most that definitely. extra couple mm -hmm. of seconds matters you know what i mean most definitely yeah all right, so for the audience at home, yo, uh, this is your time to plug anything you want to plug. Please tell us where the people can follow you on social media, your website. Just, you know, this is your time. This is your time to shine. <laughs> uh, so for the people that want to get to know a little more and like just grow with me and just learn as the brand um, grows, um, I may is the handle for the Instagram, A I M E J J J, three J's. And then um, 
the website, Aimehimai, simple. And then, yeah, for my personal journey, I, I don't even know how to pronounce this because it's my last name backwards, but Setnaba, whatever, gotcha. <laughs> for my, um, yeah. Oh, so that's, your, that's so, your last name backwards. I was always wondering, I was like, what is this? What does this mean? So it's just your last name backwards. Cool. Yeah, it's my last name backwards. Yeah. And I appreciate the support that I've gotten in VA. Honestly, I never really expected like as much like love, but yeah. Hey, Virginia is for lovers. That's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> one thing, one thing about our, our community out here. Yeah. We love hard. We support each other. So I'm sure whenever you decide to come back, hey, open arms, we'll, we'll get you right. Thanks. Most yeah, definitely. I want to plan something because I definitely want to come back and like maybe do another pop up or yeah. something like. That. We'll see. Yeah. We'll- yeah, we'll pull up. We'll pull up for sure. So for the audience at home, this is the conclusion of our episode, episode twenty three. This has been the Van Ultra Podcast with your host Kenneth Kirk and Elijah. Evans.